Last time on Pokemon Rollout. Our heroes were walking toward Trilithan Sanctuary when they came across an Absol, a Pokemon that signals that bad things are going to happen. Following that, there was an earthquake, followed by some pineco dropping and exploding. Charlie was able to catch one of these, but they were running through exploding Pokemon and falling trees. A few members made it through unscathed, but others took a few injuries. As they made it out, they came across a group of people, several of which were wearing the emblem of the Flames of Agni. What trouble awaits today on Pokemon Rollout? Welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master. And you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie. I'm Michael, and I play Professor Sneeze. And I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana. Woohoo! I'm so excited today. <laughs> what? Are you sure you're Professor Sneeze right now? You're getting a little Pokemon Professor of Magic in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying if I said my uh, different character voices didn't se- tend to blend into one another. <laughs> okay, so last time you had just escaped from the uh, falling trees and exploding pine co everywhere, and a group of five uh, people looking like they were from Trilithon Sanctuary came up and were asking you if you guys were okay, and three of them are wearing pins that uh, signify them as or that are the emblem of the Flames of Agony. And we just decided to go with them? Is that what happened? Uh, no, you didn't decide anything. We just ended it. Oh, okay. Right. Um, <laughs> Finish it! <laughs> yes. I will say Fatality. to um, those who are not wearing pins, um, I'm not necessarily trying to pointedly ignore the Flames of Agony, but I'm also not really acknowledging them as much, but I'm talking to those who are not wearing pins, and I'm saying, um, could you point us to the Pokemon Center? We've got some injuries we need to treat. Uh, really quickly, before we get too far into this, can you again describe that emblem, uh, again? Yes, it is a curved scimitar with, uh, and the blade is, um, on fire. So basically a light with a stylized flame. Alright, cool. And uh, all five of them are like, oh yeah, sure. Uh, it's just right this way. Let me, let, let's let show you guys the way. And so they start leading you towards the Pokemon Center. And uh, as you head into Trilithon Sanctuary, uh, Professor Sneeze, even you aren't really... Uh, it's very difficult to tell when you stop being in Wilderness and start being in Trilithon Sanctuary. Hmm. It's to the point where, like, even more so than uh, Clear Lake City, it's everything is so naturally formed that it's very difficult to tell. Uh, Because of that, the Pokemon Center, which is a little more modern looking, like it has more, uh, it has windows to let in more light and things for healing, sticks out like a sore thumb. It looks like it's just a Pokemon Center in the middle of the wilderness. Oh, I see it. Even my old eyes can spot that. Um. 
as you're walking to, you run into a you kind of come across a few more people who are uh, walking through Trilathon Sanctuary and doing things like that. And you see that uh, the group that you ran off up or that, that you ran into isn't that uncommon. Just looking around, about two-thirds of the people you're running into seem to be wearing uh, one of the pins uh, that have it. Uh, and they seem to be mingling with the people who do not just normally... Uh, it's people of all ages. Uh, there, there do seem to be a prominence more of younger people wearing the pins, but it's people of all ages who are wearing them. Um, you also walk past a place that, after a couple looks, looks like a signpost for like a help area, um, like you saw in uh, Clear Lake City for different things that like trainers and other people can do. Uh, as you walk past, another person is pinning up a sign. Is the person pinning up a sign wearing a Flames of Agony pin? Uh, he is not, no. Okay. okay, so are people only wearing the pins, like, on, like, their chest, or are they wearing them in other areas, too, like, on, like, a pant leg, or, like, where a pocket would be or something? It mostly seems, it, it seems to be fairly uniform, like, they're pinned to, like, uh, chest or torso area. Like, there, there do seem to be a little bit of variance, like, uh, People like it, it seems to be a statement more than a than a decoration. I suppose is what I'd say. So it's more or less uniform, with maybe a few variations here and there. Hey, Professor Sneeze, aren't you from this area? Yes, I am. And I was just thinking to myself, I wonder how normal. You want one of those really cool pins? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Uh, from from my memory, Professor... the Flames of Agni are a bunch of uh, upstart young ruffians, and they're usually no good for society. And I was wondering about how prevalent I've normally seen these pins before today. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if my memory will be jogged by some voice in my head. <laughs> like, prevalence is fairly new, um... From growing up in and around Trilathon Sanctuary, you know that the feeling there is less that they're uh, like it. Then the rest of the the rest of the region sees them as um, you know thugs and criminals, and mm. uh, to some extent they seem almost seditious and uh, like, to that point. But in Trilathon Sanctuary, it's more like it's almost thought of as a phase that young kids go through. Sure, as a thing, like not all young kids, but like one of the things. It's like it's just. It's a thing that shows up. You you wear the pin for a few years, and then you go about your business. It's never been this prevalent before. Like d- like kids playing D anD. I suppose <laughs> if the uh, if the eighties belief in what D anD. D was and did was true. Okay. Then yes, I suppose. <laughs> so it's like D and D, but real. Got it. That all right? Enough said. I understand. Sure. <laughs> okay. No, I get it. Okay. I don't think I do anymore. What? Are you taking some cheap so- shots at at Nick or something? No, <laughs> not, that I know. not that I know. I'm just confused. Uh. Um. What is the what What is the um Flames of Agni's like mission statement? Can we see well, the constitution? Like, put it like that. <laughs> um, seeing as they uh, developed from the man who tried to uh, kill the emperor, 
um, at the time when the nation was falling apart and about to be overrun by uh, Ravager Pokemon. Their mission state mission statement, I suppose, would be uh, the idea that uh, D land should be in the control of the D exclusively. Right. Am I remembering correctly all of the history? Did this was this leader the one who had an Arcanine who is supposedly the archetype of love? You believe so? Yes. And that is was that, the, that, is was that another... confirmed fact or is that legend? Um, Archie said it once and no one has followed it up. Got it. And he speaks facts, so... Mm-hmm. He is the archetype of fact, yes. Yes. Okay. So it may not be well known, but it's most likely a fact. Got it. Oh, Alright, let's, let's, get, let's get healed at the Pokemon Center. Um, no, then, then we can thought... figure out our next step. You know, no, the, uh, the nurse is looking. The nurse, or should I say, nurses are looking slightly harried since, uh, you know, that explosion and rumbling happened uh, farther than you were. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one nurse bustles over to you and goes, "Are there any life-threatening injuries here? Anyone uh, seriously wounded, bo- broken limbs, anything?" Um, no. I, All right, I have I have two injuries, but I, I guess I'll make it. <laughs> Yeah, I have two injuries. <laughs> right, good. The waiting line's right over there. Uh, we'll get to you guys as soon as possible. We've got some people uh, in trouble here, so just... Uh, but but I want to know where you got the pin. Where's, where's, where'd you get the pin from? Charlie, stop. <laughs> Calm down. We can talk about the pins. Uh, uh, she gives uh, Charlie a smile that Professor Sneeze recognizes immediately. It's a, you're an outsider, so I'm not really going... I, I, I don't think I need to explain this to you. Smile. <laughs> and says like an oh honey and smile says, basically <laughs> and it's like don't worry about it just go over to the wait go over to the waiting area and we'll help you out as soon as possible um and then she bustles in. can we tell how long the wait is going to be um of it it seems like even though they're bustling it seems relatively uh like relatively few people were hurt so it it's maybe a wait of uh, fifteen minutes to a half hour. Okay, and they'll be able to get to your injuries. Professor sneezes and the, to wait. You you do have access to like uh, the like to call your Pokemon, like to call new Pokemon that you want mm, and things okay. like that if you need. Uh, in which case, uh, at least for now, Charlie has decided to uh, put Tortuga back, and he is going to be getting um, his Ninkata. Um, which I've named Scrapes. Alright. Um, Professor Sneeze is going to send Artemis the Eevee back and get Boss the Mankey into his party. Charlie, Charlie looks at Professor Sneeze like, what are you doing? That, like, can turn into, all, like, six, eight, like, a whole bunch of Pokemon. Yes, I, yes, I know Charlie, but I'm, 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 I'm working on, on, on training a couple of different Pokemon at the moment. You, you just have to like give it one of those stones. You have a Moonstone, don't you? I, I'm, I'm saving that. You could just use it on your Jigglypuff. That would work too. Get a big buff Wigglytuff. Big buff Wigglytuff. You can um... do it, Melody. Sorry, I, I forgot that. That was just a game that I used to play. Never mind. It doesn't work that way in this in the real world. Liliana, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> do you have something? Um, 
I am going to switch out my Ralts Fae for my Magikarp Victoria. All right. That can also evolve like a couple of different ways. <laughs> Unless it's a girl, never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm just seeing uh, Charlie like peeking over your guys' shoulders as you guys you got your Pokemon. <laughs> Judging all of our decisions. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, also, while we wait, can I... Um, I don't know, sidle up to somebody else who's waiting and uh, try to gather some information and find out if anybody knows what happened uh, to cause all these explosions. Uh, certainly. Uh, around you, there are a few people sitting around. Uh, you, One person that catches your eye is a person uh, obviously in the uniform of one of the rangers. Okay. Who seems to be sitting and like drinking a cup of coffee and things. Uh, there is a pin on uh, his lapel as well. All right. So he's a ranger, so I'm feeling like that's a comforting perspective, and um, yeah. So I'll go, I'll go and talk to him and and say, uh, what, what's, what's a a common greeting in the Trilithon Sanctuary? Is there anything that's cultural? Nothing, nothing terribly specific. Okay. I think. No, that's fine. Then maybe just um, like, mm-hmm. uh, hello, neighbor. Excuse me, uh, <laughs> ranger sir. Um, how are you doing? How's the coffee? Working well so far. I mean, we've we got lucky. There, I don't. There haven't been any quakes in here as long as I've known. So, I'm not sure what happened, but it seems like most people haven't been too terribly injured. As far as I remember, the earthquakes are very uncommon around here. Uh, anybody know what caused that? Uh, he can He he gives you a look, and you kind of see like the professional facade come up, and then he kind of looks at you and goes. You're Professor Sneeze. You're from around here, right? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. You're familiar with my work? Uh, instantly, he relaxes a little bit as soon as you confirm who you are. It's like, yeah, no, no one's not, no one's really sure what it is. Sorry, I don't do much uh, research reading, I suppose, but no one's really sure what happened. Mm-mm. It just it's... seemed to come up out of nowhere. Very, very strange, yes. Um, si- sidebar, um, Charlie's gonna roll a perception check on the ranger, and yeah. I'm just checking to see if there is, like, anything under his ranger uniform. Uh, that is a 15 off of three dice. It it seems to be a standard issue ranger uniform. Alright, fair enough. He does have a Pokeball or two at his belt, uh... Fewer than the average ranger would have, but again, he's stationed at Trilithon Sanctuary, so that's not terribly surprising. Um, but there's no, like, device or anything. No, just... no, no, no sort of device on his arm, I'm afraid. All right. <laughs> it, it seemed like he was going to be, like, going to just say, I can't confirm or deny anything to you, but uh, oh, okay. the moment he knew you were from Trilithon Sanctuary, he relaxed. Very good. Um... Are, are there any teams of researchers that are studying this at all? Yeah, and he, he kind of gives you uh, gives you a little bit of a look, and he says, "You know, we don't we don't need too many of those people around here. I mean, you've you've done good work with your things and been very uh, uh, respectful things. So we don't need too many people around here doing the research, doing uh, well, studies and stuff. Of course, of course, of course. No, I I didn't mean anything by that. I just wondered no, if anyone would have any information. That's all. That's all. Nothing. No, this is the first time this has happened that I know of." Yes, it's quite strange. It's it's odd. 
Um, while they're having this conversation, um, Liliana is going to like go over to someone who's like by themselves, like maybe in a corner or something. Like, like is there someone who's like in a corner by themselves? <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> hypothetically. I'll say you can find someone who's sitting by themselves. Cool. I'm gonna go over to them. Wait, do I have to do like a stealth check to like go unnoticed from Professor Sneeze and Charlie? Uh, if they decide to be actively keeping an eye on you, I'll say yes. If not, then no. I'm not. <laughs> uh, Charlie is trying to teach Katana how to juggle. <laughs> so I think you're good. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to walk away. Katana is just um, you're trying Katana to juggle is... and it winds up looking more like Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Katana is re- repeatedly like poking the ball with, with one of her stick hands and like holding it up and just going and just pointing to it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that, that's a good start. Okay, that's that's a place where we can go from. Okay, so now... <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. Um, so Leanna's going to go over to the person and I'm going to roll 4d6 for Guile. And I got a 19. So um, what I'm going to do is uh, Liliana walks over to the person and kind of like in a hushed voice asks um, hey, so I know this is the best town to kind of become part of the Flames of Agni. And I really want to be a part of that group and help them out. How would be the best way that I can do that? Like, who do I go to talk to? The girl who's sitting on them kind of gives you a side long look and says, so you, you heard about the policy change then? I mean, you can just talk to any of them. They're over. Uh, you should have seen the sign over on, on the help area. I think I believe they're over at the inn. Perfect. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. Yep. All right. That's all I got for now. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. She like fist bumps her and walks away. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. You can kind of you can you can feel her eyes on your back as you walk away, but she doesn't get up or say anything. All right. So, what does Professor right. Sneeze do? Um, I guess after talking to that guy, um, can I do, here's, here's what I'm thinking. I want to do something and I'm thinking of it possibly as a combination of perception and intuition, um, to look around the Pokemon center to see if, cause I feel like being a, a Pokemon professor, especially from this area, even though like geology isn't his specialty, he would know that this is really weird and that's unsettling to him that this earthquake would have occurred. And so he knows something is up. Uh, and so he wants to know if there's anybody around here who knows what's up. And so I'm okay. kind of thinking of like perception plus intuition to see if I notice anybody who looks shifty or like they're up to something or like they might have a secret. 
I'm going to say pure intuition because you're okay. reading the room. All right. You're, you're, you're trying to read the room to see if there's anything going on. Yes. All right. Here we go. Um, 12. Okay. Look around. You're, mostly what you're getting is the same amount of, like, just kind of confusion. Like, it's a lot calmer than uh, it might have been for it because, you know, not there, there are only a few people who are seriously injured. Mm-hmm. Is that? But they're... The general feeling is kind of confusion and uh, just uh, concern, but not like huge concern because again, it wasn't terribly injured. It happened. It happened very quickly, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, there's an underlying feeling of tension, but the tension doesn't seem to be connected to the earthquake, as far as you can tell. Hmm. Um, okay. And it's it's not. And the thing is, it's not a tension between the people who are wearing pins and the people who aren't. It just seems like a general tension suffusing the room and possibly, by extension, the town. Okay. Um, can I assume Liliana has come back and kind of rejoined us? Have we, like, regrouped? I think so at this point, yes. All right. Um, I'm going to... Before, before, before we regroup, yep. I'm going to roll a Pokemon education. Okay. Stick, stick with me on this. I rolled an eight. And, and I'm using Pokemon education in the terms of me teaching Katana juggling. <laughs> I, I rolled an eight. <laughs> At the end of your uh, teaching session, you finally grasp that it's not that Katana can't do it. She just doesn't see the points. <laughs> <laughs> Point. Point. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um. Those are the there kinds of shenanigans you get in Pokemon Rollout. <laughs> it's a, it's okay. We'll we'll try again later. You'll get it. It's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> um, all right, all right. So I'm gonna kind of say quietly to uh, Charlie and Liliana. I, I think something's going on in this town. I, I'm not sh- quite sure what, but but people are, are aren't at ease. There there's something going on. I think we should. Um, we should be careful what we say, and um, as soon as we get healed, we should check out that help board um, and 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 see see what sorts of things people are looking for in this town to find out just what's going on. It, it's it's unsettling. I agree. I think maybe too after that explosion and things too. We'll, we'll, what time of day is it? <laughs> uh, it's still about mid morning. Because okay. you, you were fairly close. This has when been a very full that. day. <laughs> so, so when you say be careful what you say, um... <laughs> I mean, Charlie, Charlie don't, don't say talk. anything. <laughs> we love you, but no. <laughs> but, 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 nope, nope, don't. <laughs> All right, so after about 15 minutes or so, you're able to get up and get healed and get your Pokemon healed up. Liliana and Charlie, uh, you still have bandages on your injuries for a little bit. So they'll come off after a bit, but at the moment, uh, it's basically like, don't do anything too strenuous. Okay. Okay. And so you're all healed up. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. All right. Um, um... All right. Then should we make our way over to the, the help board? Yeah. Okay, so heading back, you see that the uh, newest uh, 
posted uh, help thing that you saw like being posted by the person is uh, for help with clearing the uh, downed trees and pine co from the, the most recent explosion. Like just getting the pine co uh, up in a way so that they can actually clear the trees. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that they don't, so that you basically aren't walking back into a minefield as you try to clear the, the trees again. A pine field, right? Pine. So basically, yeah, they're they're asking for trainers or at least people with trained or powerful Pokemon to coax away or at least uh, quickly faint the pine coast so that they can be moved again, because pine co uh, attach themselves to trees when they're awake and stick to things. So some of them have woken up from explosions even already and have reattached themselves to fallen logs. Hmm. Um, speaking thing, another person is. Uh, uh, in the owner of a local florist shop is asking to uh, for help because a swarm of cutie fly have decided to infest his shop, and he doesn't know how they got here, and he just basically wants them to go away, but he doesn't want to hurt them. So he wants to see why on earth these cutie fly have infested his shop, um, and are going through there. Um, another uh, woman who has a moral farm is uh, asking questions because. Uh, it, it's she seems to have posted up two different posters for more or less the same uh, job. Uh, one of them talks about a wild hoot hoot who lives in a tree near her that usually uh, would hoot to wake her up in the mornings, or w- wake wake her up at night to take care of the morlol, but it has stopped hooting. Hmm. And so she wants to see what's going on there because it's still up there, but it's, it has stopped hooting at the times. Uh, but she also, the other one talks about how because it stopped hooting, some of the moral have wandered away. And so she wants someone to track them down before they disappear. And so th- those are kind of like the main like uh, trainer missions and things there. Uh, almost hidden away, but kind of in a corner is a different uh, sign, which is uh, marked by the insignia of the Flame of Agni on the top. And uh, basically, it seems to be a sign talking about uh, if anyone wants any more information about uh, the Flames of Agni, their uh, new, like, are there, it's, it's like, has a little bit of rhetoric about, like, a new mission or a true mission going on there and what's, uh, uh, to clear up, the, it talks about, like, clearing up some misconceptions about the Flames of Agony and the different things that are going on there, then they can go to this address at the inn and uh, ask to speak to uh, the representatives there. You do notice something interesting. Um, none of the mission, none of the uh, help desks and things that are, are help questions and things that are going on there are, uh, they, none of them have the seal of the gym leader on them. Hmm. Like uh, they did in Clear Lake. Okay. Interesting. All right. Wait, and that that's abnormal, right? That is abnormal. Like it's not all of them. Like some of the smaller missions would can go without uh, any sort of sure. uh, marking from the gym leader. But usually, the the gym leader takes like an active hand in saying, like, this is good for this level of trainer and this badge level, mm-hmm. and those don't seem to be available here. Okay. Hmm. Um, so, out of character question, do we want to beat around the bush and do some of the side missions, or do we want to check out the Flames of Agni one? Um, I I feel like out of character. Um, well, no, I'm going to answer that your out of character question from the in character perspective. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Professor Sneeze would be um, off-put by the way the Flames of Agni are growing, apparently, in this town. Um, and with part of that, he would not want to go directly to the... Um, the recruiting center at the inn, I guess. Um, he would be more inclined to try to find out things from behind the scenes by talking to the townspeople by doing these side quest tasks. Um, so that's where he's going to be inclined. Um, but if he's overruled on that, he'll go along with things, but he'll be grumpy about it, which is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Charlie's thinking that uh, Bernie is real good at killing Pineco. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he has one, so he doesn't <laughs> care a whole lot. <laughs> there are other bug Pokemon you can get. There's some cutie fly. <laughs> yes, more bug. Can I, can I get more bugs? <laughs> Um, Pro- Professor up, Sneeze is most interested in the Pineco cleanup um, because he's thinking that those who would be involved in cleaning that up might know more about what caused this or at least have some insights um, Liliana's definitely interested in the end because of what the um, girl had told her before but then also because of the pine coat, because the girl had also suggested that to her as well mm. that she had talked to. So either one of those. Um, what What do you think? Should we Should we clean up the pine coat? I I think I think um, we can we can learn more going that way. Um, another out of character. Um, we could split the party. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know how everybody feels about that. I don't know how the Game Master feels about that. But you didn't consult me when you split the party when I was Game Mastering, so... Oh, Oh, snap! No. Um, What happened in the very first... No, the second episode? I plead the fifth. Um, Charlie, Charlie decided to get into a Pokemon battle while Liliana went around picking pockets. That's right. What was that about splitting oh, the party? That's right. <laughs> that was fun. Good times. <laughs> Speaking of picking pockets, um, <laughs> no, but frills. Um, <laughs> I bet. I bet while people are cleaning up, there'd be a lot of expecting uh, victims. I mean, people you could liberate money from. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, so let's go, let's go find some Pineco. Okay. Let's um, do it. So we take that ad and go to clean okay. up the Pineco. All right, yeah, it has you meeting uh, just outside the town about where you guys came in, um, near where the Pineco things, there doesn't seem to be a decent uh, stretch of forest that has been kind of destroyed by these Pineco and things there. So you're, uh, set up as a group of three and basically sent off since you have Pokemon. Uh, they ask you to bring out any Pokemon that are strong enough to kind of like drag or move logs first and uh, keep an eye out for any Pineco that you run into. Um, 
can I get athletics checks from Pokemon to start moving around logs and then perception checks from uh, you guys or your Pokemon to keep an eye out for Pineco? I call out um, Atlas the Shield on to perform this task. Uh, And uh, Bernie the Combuskin is, again, the only one who really has limbs and hands and things. (laughs) Uh, Those small, like, kind of pincers. So, uh, yeah, Bernie's coming out. And you need a an athletics check on that? Yes, if you can. I got a nine for Atlas's athletics. That was that was a really bad roll. Uh fifteen for Bernie. And then my perception check. Uh I perceive uh fifteen. Okay. I perceive ten. Uh um, I'm using me, and I got a nine for athletics, and then my perception, you said? Yes. Ten. Ten, you said? Okay. Yep. Those the and exact what... same numbers as me. <laughs> All right. Uh, the lack of hands for uh, Atlas is provi- proving to be a bit of a difficulty as he kind of... Uh, over and over to move them around. Just hit it. Hit it, hit it with your shield head. <laughs> to get them to move. Uh, it is kind of missing being in a swamp. Oh, hit by things wandering about, but uh, she's moving stuff as well. Uh, Bernie's having fun. Whenever he finds a tree that uh, is a little too large for him, he starts trying to burn it down. <laughs> You're able to kind of stop that for a bit, and he's moving things pretty well. Moving about from it, you realize that you're a little bit separated from the rest of the group. Um, and Charlie looks up a familiar Pokemon standing uh, far down the road. Giant black scythe on its head. Um. Hey, hey, guys. We should like get out of here or something. There's an Absol over there. What? Look, see? That's not good. Um, as, can, I fa- can I fast pitch it? <laughs> um, as soon as uh, Charlie... <laughs> as soon as Charlie points to the Absol, the Absol makes a uh, jerking motion with its head. Mm-hmm. It, and then turns and walks away through the woods. Can I just assume that it wants us to follow it, or do I need to roll a Pokemon education? Well, that's the, it's a fairly uh, familiar head motion. It looks okay. like it wants you to follow it. Let's I think follow even it. Charlie underst- uh, even Charlie understood that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we follow. Okay. Uh, Absol leads you kind of deeper into the area where the... Uh, damage and things took place, so there's more fallen trees, a few more pine coat to dodge out of the way of. Um, everything's there. Uh, once you get to a certain point, kind of turn a corner and you see a gaping hole in the ground. Uh, it looks chunks of earth and the things around it as though something tore its way out of the ground. But there aren't any tracks or anything else nearby that you can see at the moment. Hmm. Not, not obviously, at least. Um, should we do? 
as soon as you guys get to the hole, you realize that the Absol has uh, walked away. Hmm. Sorry, Charlie. Gah. <laughs> um, would a survival check get me something? That would get you more, yeah. So, like, look for tracks and see what's going on. Doing How about a per- perception, maybe, as well? Twelve on survival. Uh, twelve in perception. <laughs> All right. Our powers combine! <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want my perception. <laughs> <laughs> you sneeze, you notice that, um... In a few areas, like, especially, like, around the hole, there's nothing but bare earth. But you realize, looking at it a little more, that the bare earth extends a little farther than it should be, than it should have from the damage area. As though something has kind of caused the grass and plants there to wither. Ooh. And vanish from there. Um, there don't seem to be any other clear tracks. Uh, you, you do notice, like, a couple smaller of bare earth, like, that have fallen kind of in the area around it. But it's not, like, there don't seem to be any specific tracks. Hmm. Charlie, you notice just from looking around and, like, kind of seeing the devastation around you that this seems to be the epicenter of the damage to the forest. Uh, the the hole in the ground, you don't see the bottom. It kind of curves to one side and almost seems like it's going into a cave system. Ooh. All right. Uh, hey guys, I, I I'm pretty sure like this is where the earthquake started. This is where it all began, and like it's not going straight down. It's like kind of going down and and in. We should we should go check it out. I think I think a Pokemon crawled its way out of here and somehow caused the plants around it to die. Um, I'm gonna roll a Pokemon education check to see if I can think of any Pokemon that would do such a thing. Um, that's 25. Okay, uh, poison types, like, uh, Grimer and Muck especially, uh, and maybe a coughing in the air would cause, could cause, um, that kind of, like, death of plants, but to cause something to wither to bare earth is beyond their abilities. Mm. Um, you would suggest a poison type, if it's a Pokemon that did this, beyond the power of one that you know. And you are certain of that. Okay. I, I don't know of any Pokemon that that could cause such devastation like this. Uh, it may be a poison type, but but this this seems beyond the ability of any poison type I know. Didn't we run into something similar in the the um uh the caves that the the ruins before uh, where like the stones couldn't be cut by a particular like any Pokemon either wasn't something like that too. There was that. There was that black splitting spread. Yeah, that. That's exactly. <laughs> there was that that black spreading uh, mass in in the cave too. Would I would I think that that was connected? Uh you you think it could be for sure. Okay. Um, I I think this this bears more research. Uh, we we must do research. Let's. Okay. Uh, so Charlie starts to kind of go down into the hole. Probably on follow. Follow. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> hey. So you all start heading into the hole. As you get there, you kind of uh, uh, tunnel twists and turns for a little bit, and then it opens up into kind of like a very a natural looking, but like very kind of twisted and odd looking uh, cavern. Uh, just from 
your survival check before Professor Sneeze, you know, it, it looks like this cavern hasn't been touched in at least a thousand years. Whoa. Like, Ooh. doesn't seem that much has changed from here. So you mean like he recognizes it from when he was a little boy? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like something Charlie would say aloud. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of my paleontologist edge. Would that? I mean, that's just to identify fossils. I would have to find a fossil first. Yeah, so and you could use Pokemon education and things to look for a fossil in here if you so choose. But yeah, why not? I mean, I am a researcher after all. Yeah, go go find us some more fossils. You you got one. I want one. <laughs> yep, uh, sixteen <laughs> on Pokemon education. There. You're looking around for fossils, and then he looks in a mirror. Oh, <laughs> this is this is the burn Professor Sneeze episode. Hey, we had a burn Charlie episode. I'm saying burn burn him out of character. <laughs> <laughs> well, Professor Sneeze, you're busy looking around for fossils at the moment, and you see what looks like a uh, promising looking place up near up in a ledge uh, near the top of the cave. It would take a little bit of climbing to get to it. But it looks like a, the proper uh, form of sediment to find some good fossils. Okay. Um, looking at that, uh, you are the only one, uh, Charlie and Liliana, you notice that uh, Katana has vanished. Um, grunge, I think we all know what that means. <laughs> grunge, grunge seems to be trying to hide behind Liliana's leg. And all of the hair on... Uh, Archie's body has abruptly stood up. Um, oh no. Two greenish blobs of something uh, lurch out of the darkness and leap towards Archie and Grunge specifically. Um, does Professor Sneeze see this? Or am I Not busy yet. looking? Okay. You're busy looking up, so... Um, yeah, okay, um, being startled by this, Archie is going to use, uh, sand attack on whichever one is, is closest. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. Nine does hit. Alright. Blobs of greenish goo do seem to have very small and beady eyes, which he manages to hit with, uh his sand attack. Okay, um, let's see here. Would it take me a turn to do a Pokemon education on this? No, that's a free action. Alright, let's do a Pokemon education see if I know anything about these green piles of goo. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. Pretty sure, uh, if the light is kind of poor in this cave, but by the distinctive black marking on their back and the uh, frond that is sitting, a uh, yellow feller-like frond that's uh, yeah. kind of laying flat on their backs, you're pretty sure these are gulpin. Okay. Uh, well... Huh. They, thing, they usually swallow anything of their own size whole, 
both of them are at least smaller than Grunge, and I believe they are smaller than Archie as well. Their actions are slightly... Yeah, they're, they are smaller than both Archie and Grunge, so their, their actions are slightly strange. Okay. Uh, to, to be aggressive towards things that are bigger than them? Yeah, they'll eat anything their size or smaller, but something larger than them they usually leave alone. Um, let's do this. Um, man, I don't have any really good options right now. Um, I assume Bernie is still out and about with me? Uh, yes. If you didn't return him, he is, yes. Alright, um, uh, uh, hey Bernie, go, go help, uh, uh, help... Uh, Grunge out over there. Give uh, that uh, gulp in there a, a double kick. Bernie is not quite fast enough to move right now. Well, then... Let me see how many Pokeballs I have, then. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? Let's let's throw a Great Ball at the one going after Grunge instead. And uh, I will uh, throw to, to damage it as well. Alright, so first... To hit, man, the AC on a struggle attack sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's an eight. It does, yes. Okay. Um, twenty-two physical damage. Okay, you did twelve damage. Uh, no injuries. Okay. Uh, but I will activate the catch capture mechanic on this. Okay. Come on. Ugh. 91 minus 10, 81. Um, unfortunately, you hit the gulpin and you see it stagger back a little. Unfortunately, it also ate the great ball. Oh. Ah. Oh. Balls. <laughs> well, one fewer. You, you, you hit it in where its teeth would be if gulpin had teeth, and then it ate the great ball. I guess I'm doing that at least for a little while. Okay, so the gulpin that had been uh, hit blinded by the blast there uh, kind of scrabbles for a bit. And then it does something gulpin really shouldn't do. Uh, very wide, and suddenly it has a pair of it has a pair of dripping purple fangs. What? Which it then leaps forward and tries to clamp down on Archie with. Nope. Unfortunately, it misses. Fortunately. Fortunately. Fortunately fortunately for Archie, it misses. This is like, what, a double poison type? Um, yeah, we're going to start with a Pokemon education. To see if I can make heads or tails of what's going on. Um, that's a 19. Uh, that Gulpin just used Poison Fang. Gulpin, Gulpin don't have fangs. It shouldn't be able to use Poison Fang. This is very strange. I don't like it. I'm gonna use Swift. Can I hit them both <laughs> with a Swift? Uh, does Swift have, uh, friendly? Yes, it does. Okay, then yes. Booyah! Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's, uh, oh, well, yeah, a five, so it automatically hits anyway. Yeah, it auto-hits. Um, it's alright if I just roll a random pair of dice, right? 
Uh, as long so. as they're the correct random pair of dice. <laughs> um, so, so by that you mean completely not random. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's um, 24 normal special damage. 24. Okay, you did you did 14 normal special damage to the one near she, and it gained no injuries. And you did 19 to the one near well, near Grunge, which also gained no injuries. Mm. Alright, Bernie, give the one over there by Grunge a double kick! So, let's see if we hit first. Uh, it's a five. Don't tell me a gulp can, can invade better than Bernie can. <laughs> that hits, it hits. Okay. Uh, the other one is a four. I'm afraid that one's gonna miss. That one anyway. missed. That one missed. Okay. So you hit um, once. We'll do the normal. The, the normal. Yep. Yes, it, it does damage as indicated by its damage base. So just the normal roll. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be uh, 29 physical fighting damage. Five physical fighting damage. Uh, and no injuries. These seems like really beef, beefy, uh, beefy uh, gulping here, guys. I don't think uh, I feel like something's up with these. Well, the gulp. Uh, I will say a gulping's highest stat is its HP. Well, okay. <laughs> pretty, pretty, they're already beefy by themselves, but uh, instincts, good instincts. Uh, just got hit by uh, Bernie. Hurts him. And spits out a gob which splats across Bernie and does 25 poison special damage, and Bernie is poisoned. Ooh. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and so is it a tick of damage every round then? Before yes, it's a tick I of damage every round if he does anything besides. You know, if he does anything at all. Mm. Okay. I will use Astonish. Um, I have to pick just one target, right? Yes, Astonish is a one target move. Okay, I'm going to pick the one that had originally been attacking Grunge. With my baby. <laughs> I got 21. I got Did 17 for that. <laughs> 17 accuracy, 21 damage. Okay, you did 11 goats physical damage, caused one injury, and flinched the gulp. Nice. Um, I'll do... Or have Grudge use Leer. See on Leer. Okay, both of the gulpin shudder. Would Archie be able to get both of them in a scratch attack? Scratch. Since he has to move in a straight line, no. Okay. To also hit either Liliana or Professor Sneeze. Gotcha. Um, then instead, uh, Archie is going to use Baton Pass uh, to switch with uh, Schmoopy the Shellos. Yay, Schmoopy! <laughs> so Archie returns and um, kind of jumps onto uh, Professor Sneeze's shoulder, uh, grabbing a Pokeball with his tail and throwing it out, and Schmoopy comes out. All right. 
Alright, Charlie, so just to be clear, the one that sprouted fangs, that was that's the one that's kinda going after Grunge, right? No, that was the one that was going after Archie. The one that, that's going after Grunge, uh, Poisoned Bernie. Yeah. Okay. Um... And that's the one with the injury, the one that's going after Grunge? Yes. Okay. Okay, uh, Charlie picks up a rock and throws it in his sling. He swings it around, and he throws it at the one attacking Archie. Okay. Good, that's a three. That's a miss. Yes, that is a miss. It, it gets close enough that you hear a slight hissing sound as the uh, that uh, gulp and excretes uh, kind of burns away a little bit of the rock. All right. Uh, so the one that going that's going after Archie gives out a strange gurgling, almost like screeching noise as Archie disappears from it, mm-hmm. right. and it kind of it shakes a bit, and then purplish smoke just blasts out from it. Uh, luckily, the the smoke is not strong enough that it just kind of stings uh, your throat, mouth, and throat. Uh, it missed with poison gas. I don't like that. Yeah. Professor Sneeze doesn't like what's going on at all. Um, so he is going to use Flash. Home to uh, try to get both of them, if possible. Ugh, that's a three with an AC of two. They have small enough eyes that they just ignore it. Bernie is up. Alright, uh, Bernie goes for the double kick on the one going toward, um, toward Archie this time. Okay. Uh, first one is a two, that misses. And the next one is a fifteen, that'll hit. Um, and so, that's going to be a four plus twenty-four, twenty-eight. Uh, fighting physical on the one that's attacking Archie. With the fangs. Yes. Five fighting physical damage. Good man. And it is still standing. Fighting type moves deal half damage to poison types. Nuh-uh. Yep. Nuh-uh. I told you that last time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just shame on me for not knowing my type chart, so... I still believe you. <laughs> uh, oh, also, uh, sorry, looking at being poisoned, uh, Bernie lowers his special defense by two combat stages. Yeech, okay, he's probably going to have to come out soon, but okay. And he loses a tick of hit points at the end of his turn. Yep. Um, Grunge is going to use Flame Wheel. See how that goes. What are the conditions that the two are in so far? Uh, one of them has no injuries, the other one has one injury and is flinched. Okay, we're gonna go for the weaker one. <laughs> Alright. So, I rolled <laughs> a 5 accuracy. With an AC of 2, that hits. Okay. I got a 36 for damage. 36 fire physical damage. Did 27 fire physical damage, which is just enough to give that Dolphin another injury and knock it out. 
Uh, flames uh, die away, and grunge appears on the other side. Um, can I get a quick perception check? Uh, get a twelve. Three. I got a six. Uh, Charlie, the uh, kind of flames die away, and the gulpin slumps over. You see a blob of something oddly pearlescent pop off of the gulpin and disappear down a crack in the floor. Uh, guys, look! Some someone came up that gulpin. It was like a, it, it was shiny, and it, what, it's in the crack now. I wonder what what, what that could have been. And maybe it was it was causing the gulpin to behave strangely. Um, I am going to use astonish again, and I got nineteen for accuracy. Mm-hmm. Twenty one damage total. 21. Okay, you did 12. It did not gain an injury, but it is flinched. Shmoopy, use Mud Bomb! Mercy of 10. Macy of 4. That hits. And, uh, 32 ground special damage. That did 38 is enough to give the gulpin two injuries, but not enough to faint it. Woo-hoo. Charlie throws a Pokeball! Go, Charlie. Go, Charlie. Go, Charlie. <laughs> uh, he rolls a five! That hits. What? Oh, no way! Yeah. Alright! Uh, without damaging it, he activates the capture mechanic. Okay. Ugh, 88. Maybe the ball shakes once, shakes twice, shakes a third time. All of you see a little spark of red uh, resolve itself into a pearlescent glob of something that vanishes down a crack. Ding! Congratulations, you caught a level 18 female gulpin. Ooh, alright. Booyah! What's that black thing? uh, Seeing that pearlescent thing uh, reminds you of the one route that you went down in the ruins where there was a pearlescent mold that grew over everything and then uh, died away into nothing. I I think this mold is is something very sinister. I don't like it. Hungry. Archie's voice is suddenly at Professor Sneeze's ear. Hungry? They kept saying hungry. And you know, I think that's all the time we have this week. Another clip! Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout, on Twitter at Pokeroll Podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pokerollout. Also, follow our network on Twitter at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org like Intermission and Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. A special thank you to Rocco W. for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. Once again, I'm Nick, and I may post at some point on Pokeroll Nick where you can complain about uh, to me about all these cliffhangers. <laughs> uh, I'm Paul, and uh, on Twitter you can find me at ProfSnag, and you can also find me uh, occasionally at Poco Podcast. Also, don't forget the tap room. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm Michael. You can find me on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L, as well as also in the Pokemon Rollout Taproom on Facebook. And I am Lydia, and you can find me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow 8, and you can find me in the room of Tap. Yes. Uh, If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollouts, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Next time on Pokemon Rollouts. The trainers have helped to clear out the path of destruction caused by the sudden earthquake and have discovered its cause. Something ripped its way out of the ground and vanished. However, this mystery must be pushed aside for more pressing puzzles are present. What are the flames of Agni doing in Trilithon Sanctuary? Why are the townspeople wearing their pins? And where is Nirav, the Trilithon Sanctuary gym leader? Find out a little more next time on Pokemon Rollout. Can you guys hear me? Now I can. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, we heard you say something and then you weren't saying it. But yeah, go for it. Oh. (laughs) I just got shy. (laughs) 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 Um, because it's not like I haven't been talking to you guys for like a little over a year now. Um. Still just gets me. Um. I'm so emotional. (laughs) Well. I'm so sorry. You guys are the best. <laughs> um, anyways, that wasn't my question. Um, and let me just check and make sure all my Pokemon are. Hey, we, we have a sound effect for that. Yes, we do. I shouldn't do that with my mouth. I'll do it with the computer. You know, the, the nurse <laughs> says we hope to see you again. You all try very hard not to glance at the pin. <laughs> <laughs> Build a snowman. Come on, let's go and play. I never see you anymore. Come out the door. I think you've gone away. We used to be best buddies, but now we're not. I wish you, you could tell. You would tell me why. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. It could be a Vulpix. <laughs> Hello, bloopers. <laughs> oh. oh, hey. I'm here.
Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> well, um, is Lydia come along? Maybe? Or, or, or down the hall. There she is! Hello! Should uh, we try this game? Yeah, I think sure. I did it. Alright. So we're, we're basically going to wind up with a sentence of or a story of four sentences. One person starts with the first sentence, one person goes with the last sentence, and then the next person can do either the second or third, and then the last person does whatever's left. And then we string it together and see what kind of story we came up with. <laughs> Try to make it work. <laughs> so, um, anybody want to start? I mean, I think you just kind of, like, jump in, don't you? Yeah. Just... One so day, first... a lifeguard jumped into the pool! And thus the prophecy was fulfilled. <laughs> it was, of course, the shark of legend who was foretold to be birthed from such a lifeguard's life vest. <laughs> That's the third sentence. <laughs> I think that I think, I think Lydia, you have sentence two. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um. And uh, so the lifeguard swam deeper and deeper into the drain of the pool to find the prophesied shark. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't think we won that one. We we lost we lost that improv game. <laughs> let's, let's try it again. Let's try it again. New story. Oh. Uh, once upon the, the, a time, the dragon uh, Brittle Scales decided that he was very bored and he had a terrible nickname. And the old ladies knitted a sweater. So he went and found himself a, a group of uh, gnomish women who would teach him their ways. <laughs> but he uh, wasn't very good at it because he just had really, like sharp, pointy hands and his arms were really, really small, and he couldn't do it. He could have just used his claws to like test an egg. Just like peel off some of his scales for like different sizes. <laughs> he did have brittle scales, so you know. <laughs> brittle scales. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. Gentle listener. listener. Obviated objects of oblivion. Obambulating about. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. Offered unto you. In the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org. From From our our fancy fancy to to yours. yours.